just like a boom, boom, boom process. The rebirth graphic novel happened, and then a little while later, the button happened, and then a little while later, Doomsday Clock happened. We'll get to Doomsday Clock shortly, but we're going to wrap things up with the button first. So we're going to pick up where Flash and Batman were on the cosmic treadmill, and Flash uh, said that they were going to need to figure out what was going on and why the reverse Flash was dead. So they pick up some speed, Batman's tethered to it because obviously he cannot run very fast or to catch up with the Flash. So they end up uh, into uh, going into the speed, the speed force and running through time and space and all that jazz. So Batman and Flash start noticing that they're seeing events from what they consider other timelines. How the Justice League started to get together, uh, how they formed in different uh, incarnations throughout the years. Now, Batman, at this time, as you recall, they don't remember everything. As we learned in Rebirth, they lost some time. Wally told the Flash that years were taken from us. So they're like, wait a minute, are these alternate realities? And then Batman and Flash see the events that they were together in, in Crisis on Infinite Earths, where Flash appeared before Batman, is telling him that the worlds were dying, all those things, and Batman's like, is this an alternate reality? And Flash goes, I don't think these are from alternate realities, these are from our reality. So they're getting distracted, but uh, Flash is just like, we need to get past this, we need... It, we need to get to where we need to be. Something is dragging us, and we need to get to where we need to go. We need to outrun what's dragging us. So Flash is like, I must run faster. But then a blue bolt crashes through the cosmic treadmill. They both fall off of it, and they ended up crashing into the Batcave. But it's not exactly Bruce's Batcave, and Flash notices it instantly. Bruce goes, wait a minute, I recognize this place, but stuff is different. It looks different from what it was when we left. It looks like when I first started. And then he goes over to a picture, and he says, wait a minute, what is that? And then he looks over at a case that has a gun in it, and he says, I never recovered the gun. How is it here? Where are we? And he turns around, and the person that is in the cave with them says, I did this all because of you, son. They crash-landed in the Flashpoint universe. Bruce Wayne, Batman, comes face-to-face -face with the Flashpoint Batman, Thomas Wayne. And this takes place just shortly after the Flashpoint event. They give a recap of what's going on. Uh, Thomas recants how, like, he just, he gave his faith that Barry was going to set things right and everything was going to be put back to normal. Uh, the world was put on, uh, uh, life support, as he says, because he's telling everybody what's going on, uh, after they left. The war continued, fights, floods, deaths of millions, and, uh, you see that Thomas is waiting because there are enemies coming for him. And as he's doing that, you see these shadowy figures start running towards Wayne Manor. Uh, apparently Wonder Woman and Aquaman finally agreed that they have something in common and they sent soldiers to put down Batman, Thomas Wayne. So you see people enter the house and Thomas is getting ready to take them out but he is interrupted by his son in flesh and uh, Thomas starts talking to Bruce about what happened. Bruce only knew what Flash had told him about what's going on, but they are face-to-face, -face and they're wanting to know why they're back in the Flashpoint. Dr. Wayne says, this isn't real, you set things right, what's going on here? Uh, it's been months since the timeline was prepared, since I left you in changes. Something else kept Flashpoint going, and he thinks it's reverse Flash, but it's kind of connected to what everything is going on, and they kind of say, you know, 
know, we don't really know what's going on here, but Flash is trying to figure it out. He says, how is this possible? The Flash Knight was never an alternate world. It was an alternate history. This shouldn't exist anymore. It's being held in place, just like those visions we saw in the time stream. Something, or someone, is holding it all together. And he says, I need to rebuild the cosmic treadmill. I need to fix this. Thomas says, you need to do it fast. He goes, okay, I'll, I can do it in a minute. And he says, we don't have a minute because we're about to be attacked. So the Atlanteans and the Themyscarans crash through the Batcave, and Thomas and Bruce go face to face with those characters together. So Batman and Flashpoint Batman are fighting together against all the foes. Flash rebuilds the cosmic treadmill, and there's one last goodbye. He tells his father, please come with me. Now, we see a very familiar blue tint go through the Flash Flashpoint universe. We see everything's being destroyed, and... Uh, Flash says, I think whoever was holding the Flashpoint in place is taking care of things. It's getting rid of it. So he tells Thomas to get on the treadmill and come with him. He goes, you're a grandfather. I have a son. Come with me. And Flash pulls Bruce away just in time. He goes, Flash, you promised me you'd save my son. Do it now. And, and Bruce is like, stop. You know, I can't do this. And he goes, you were my world, son. I delivered you myself from the moment I saw you. I uh, I'd never thought I can make any more right choices because uh, they led to you. You're my greatest gift. Don't be Batman. Find happiness, please. Be a father for your son the way I can never do you. Let the Batman die with me. And then Bruce is like, we can save you. And then they disappear. And Thomas goes, you have. So we see the Flashpoint universe just totally vanish into that blue tint. Now, Batman and Flash are still running through time and space and everything, and he's really mad because we needed, he wanted his father to come with him. And he goes, uh, Batman goes, the button came to my cave and brought me to my father, but why? What does this all mean? There's something that is stolen time from us, and it's hurting us. Maybe they sent us to the Flashpoint for the same reason. Maybe, and then they're interrupted by the reverse flash, because time and space don't really mean a whole lot right now, so they're seeing uh, reverse flash uh, as he was, and he's like, Flash, he still has the button. This is before he died. The time stream must have doubled back on us. And then they're saying, reverse flash, you need to stop. You need to stop. And uh, reverse flash is going, nope, they've never faced someone like me, so I don't know who you're talking about. I'm going to keep on going. So he's got the button in his hand. And he's trying to run as fast as he can. And he's like, you know, we've seen the future. If you keep following the way that do, you're going to die. So then just as that's going on, another familiar blue bolt rips through both of them. And it's attacking them both, but they're trying to outrun it. And uh, Reverse Flash is still keeping ahead of him. He goes, you are, you were too late, Barry. I'm here. And he's getting ready to cross over into another realm. But uh, they go back into the Batcave. And we see the events from Reverse Flash's point of view from when they're back in the Batcave. He's looking and he's like, show yourself, I can't be erased. And you see a familiar blue hand wash over Reverse Flash. And he goes, wait, I didn't know. Please, I don't want to. And then he dies the same way he did before they left. Now, Batman and Flash are still caught in the time stream. Uh, they're trying to hold on to the cosmic treadmill, but they are not really having much luck. But suddenly a voice is calling to them. And it says, Barry. And he goes, Barry, I'm right here. Just say my name. And Barry says, Jay, because it is, it is the Flash from the Golden Age. Jay Garrick from the Golden Age uh, Flash. And he brings them back and pushes them through the rest of the time frame. And pushes them back to the Batcave where they're supposed to be. 
and the reverse uh, the reverse flash is still dead and golden age flash says my name is jay garrick i'm your friend you need to remember you need to remember me like wally and then ba uh, barry's like he told me i forgot things people someone did this do you know and he goes they took everything from me i don't know how i don't know why barry you have to and he's like your name what was your name and he disappears the blue hand rips through jay garrick and takes him away and they're like man what happened and barry's like he's talked to me like he knew me the same way wally did and then batman is like maybe he came from another time a time that no longer exists like my father so they're kind of pondering like what really happened here so they're kind of pondering the events of what happened bruce and barry get changed they're in their normal civilian guard and they go out to uh, the back of wayne manor where thomas and martha are and they're trying to ponder like what happened he goes maybe uh thon's death ruptured something in the time stream something is causing it and they're like no there's something else going on i was given a chance to see my father only to lose him again the other flash said he was your friend and he was powerless to help him what reverse flash said right before he died he said i saw god it can't all be an accident so we see in space the familiar button is laying on the ground somewhere on a planet asteroid something and all of a sudden a blue tint comes over to it and there's a new uh, narrator and it says why does my perception of time distress you everything is preordained even by my responses we're all puppets lorry i'm just a puppet who can see the strings and a blue hand picks up the button and we all know who that is. I mean, by now we can't really get around it. It's Dr. Manhattan picking up the comedian's button and he's talking about Lori. Of course, he's talking about Silk Spectre. All right, so that is the end of the button. Now we jump right into something that took place a little bit later on in the timeline. It's called the Doomsday Clock. Now this was a huge deal. This promised to bring the Watchmen, DC Universe, and everything that we're leading up to to a big head right now. So we're going to start out with the first few issues, probably get to about the third issue by the uh, end of this episode here. So they kind of give a recap of the Watchmen's universe to start out. Uh, but it's Rorschach's journal, and they're talking about what happened afterwards. So it's like, wait, Rorschach died at the end of Watchmen. So who's writing down everything? Because it starts out November 22nd, 1992. And they kind of give what happened after the events of the Watchmen. Uh, Vite Industries was broken into. The war is having just, there's, there's just a lot of things going on. People are at war. They're recapping that uh, Adrian Vite uh, was a Judas to everybody. Uh, he let the world's economic markets to new heights, but then he was charged with the murder of three million people. Uh, you see people uh, tried to raid his house, tried to raid his facilities, and he's not there. And then there's a threat of nuclear war in their time frame. So we see this prison. We're not really sure what's going on in the prison, but there's a guard fighting with the, an inmate, and somebody knocks out the guard, takes his keys, and the guard's really just totally knocked out, and the inmate is petrified. And all of a sudden, he backs away, and he looks, and it's Rorschach. Now, how is that possible? Because Rorschach died years ago. So this is 1992. He died in 1985. So what's going on here? We see Rorschach going through a prison, and he picks up the keys, and he opens the cell to somebody's uh, cell, maximum security prison and everything. And you see that nuclear missiles are starting to get ready to be fired because nuclear war. And if you remember in the Watchmen, the storyline, the movie, the comics, there was a threat of nuclear war. And Dr. Manhattan kind of was like the deterrent. 
Dr. Manhattan hasn't been seen in six or seven years from this point in their perspective. So all the world's getting ready to launch nuclear missiles, and Rorschach can kind of sense what's going on. So he lets out this lady, a prisoner. Her name is Erica Manson, the marionette. Now you're going to notice who this is a little while later, because he's also trying to rescue another guy too. Two very familiar people, if you remember uh, Flashpoint Beyond when I did that. Uh, a certain couple of characters that helped out Batman. This is where they came from, because Flashpoint Beyond happened after Doomsday Clock. I, I do things out of order, but you'll have to forgive me about it. Uh, I just kind of pick and choose where I go to for our episodes here. So if you want to read back and look back at the Flashpoint Beyond episode after this, it'll make a little bit more sense. So Rorschach breaks her out of prison. And she goes, you can't be Rorschach, he died. So he takes off a glove. Now we know instantly it's not really Rorschach because the hand is not of Rorschach. It's an African-American gentleman. Not sure who he is yet. So that's really puzzling as well. Now we're gonna take a brief pause for commercial. So when we come back, we're gonna start going into what this guy is talking about and why is he breaking these people out of prison shortly. We'll be right back. And we are back. So Rorschach, and I'm going to put quotation marks around Rorschach because we know it's not the real Rorschach, but somebody's uh, uh, impersonating him. But he's got the mask and everything that moves around. So he's threatening uh, Marionette with, you've got to do something for me or you'll never see your son again. And she's like, okay, you know, she's trying to attack him. But he's like, no, you know what? You have to come with me. Uh, you have to get out of here now because uh, we've got like three hours, 34 minutes, probably less, uh, before it all hits the fan. So he knows that there's some type of nuclear attack coming. And he's like, okay, we need to find one other person, Marcos Mize, the mime. Where is he? And he's in another part of that prison. So you see that guy get into a fight with a bunch of other inmates. And then Rorschach comes in with Marionette and all the prisoners. They know who Rorschach is because in the, the Watchmen universe, Rorschach put most of them there. So uh, they're really petrified of Rorschach, even though they don't know he's dead. So they bust Mime out, and he goes, okay, so uh, we need to get out of here. We're going to uh, go on a little trip here, and uh, we're, we're going to take a little drive. So you don't know where they're going to, but they end up going to New York. Now, they're the only persons going to New York when everybody's getting out because obviously there's a threat of nuclear, uh, nuclear missiles firing. So they go down into a familiar subway tunnel to go into a familiar cave area of Night Owl. Obviously, they're in the Night Owl's lair, and uh, you can see clearly. And uh, they go to the owl ship, Archie. They take off the, the uh, towel of uh, Archie. You see the Night Owl's costume. And uh, it's not exactly Night Owl that's there. They turn around and it's Adrian Veidt, Ozymandias. And he's like, Rorschach's working for me. Night Owl retired a long time ago. And they're like, hey, I'm glad you guys were coming. Uh, I expected uh, I expected you guys would have a lot of questions, and they're like, "What do you What do you want with us? What are you doing here?" And they're like, "There's a price on your head. We can go collect it." And he goes, "I'm I'm happy to pay you for your participation in what we are about to do, and along with the whereabouts of your son. And uh, we're we're going to go on a little adventure." 
and they're like, what are you, what are we doing here? And uh, they kind of give uh, a little uh, side story of people are breaking into Vite Industries. I mean, there's just like a whole bunch of calamity going on. And Ozymandias just kind of doubles over in pain. And he goes, uh, I, I, excuse me for a minute. And they're like, what's wrong with him? And Rorschach says, he's a jerk. I'm not going to curse Lonely on this one, but he 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 curses. He calls him an a-hole, basically. And then Vite says, "Yes, and I also have cancer." So after all that time, everything was said and done from like Jenny Slater and all that Doctor Manhattan. He ends up getting cancer too, and he's telling these guys, "My dream has died. I cannot save our world, though. There is one who even now has the power to change it, Doctor Manhattan." And uh, Marionette says, no one has seen him in years. And he goes, yes, I know. And he's recalling what Dr. Manhattan said right before they saw him last time. I'm leaving this galaxy for one less complicated. And they're like, okay, we need to find John wherever he retreated to. Then we go to Metropolis. We see a very familiar character laying in bed next to his wife, Lois Lane. And he starts having these bad dreams. But Superman doesn't have bad dreams. He wakes up and he goes, Lois and he she's like the room was shaking he goes i had a bad dream and she goes wait a minute you don't have nightmares he goes no i don't think i've ever had one like uh oh what's going on here to screw with superman and we get to issue two of doomsday clock out of 12 and marionette and mime get their costumes ready uh they're getting ready to go on an adventure with adrian Vite and rorschach they're uh invites doing something to the owl ship to somehow fix whatever or get them out of there because they know that things are about to hit the fan and marionette and mime they break get their costumes out and they go after where their kid is but their kid's not there and he's they're like okay where is he you need to find where he is and uh, they're not making any progress they're going around there since they're criminals they're just going ripping through and killing a bunch of people but right before they kill off like the head of the organization and uh, like a schoolmaster so to speak dr manhattan appears and uh he just stares at them and points and they're like what what are you staring at and he points to the picture of their baby and then disappears so they kind of gave up at that point and uh you can see that they're actually reliving how they got caught now they're just kind of going through the motions series of events of how they got caught because dr manhattan was the one that that took him out and they're like you know dr manhattan's the one that took us out why would we need to find him again so uh Veidt turns on the owl machine gets it all going again they're like, okay, Archie is back in line. We need to go. So they all get in Archie, and they're getting ready to take off. But the people in the city, New York City, that are left, they're like, wait, what's going on? They look up in the sky, and it's a missile. And Veidt tells them, get in the Archie right now. Rebuilding the owl ship to withstand quantum tunneling took more time than I anticipated. Hang on. So he hits the button, and they end up going into the time stream just as a nuclear missile hits New York City and destroys New York City in their time frame and in their universe. They all kind of get knocked for a loop, and then there's this bright light. The next thing you see is Bruce Wayne talking to a psychologist. And the psychologist, it's a very good play on everything because he's showing him Rorschach paintings. And it's pretty funny that, you know, he's showing Bruce Wayne Rorschach paintings. But now they're in Gotham City, and at this time, um, a lot of people in Gotham City were protesting Batman's existence and uh, everything that Batman did, you know, because he was not making anything better in Gotham City, which kind of right, but, you know, that's a story from a different time. And all of a sudden, 
the owl ship appears in Gotham City, crashes into the Joker's old amusement park hideout, and they all kind of wake up, and they're like, wait, what happened? And uh, Rorschach wakes up, and he's like, Vite, what happened? And he goes, I did what I said I would do. I brought us to the universe Dr. Manhattan traveled to. Now we have to find them. And Marionette and Mime are unconscious, so they kind of chain them to the owl ship. Uh, they're like, hey, you know, we can't trust you. Uh, you guys are just here to be the muscle. We're going to go find uh, John and then come back for you guys. We don't want you guys slipping away, and so we can't find you. So Rorschach and Ozymandias are in the DC Universe Gotham City walking around. And uh, they're like, okay, we need to figure out where John is. And they're like, this world seems to be years ahead of ours in some ways, behind in others. We have to catch up on events that what happened. So they go to a public library in Gotham City. And Ror uh, Rorschach kind of disappears, but Ozymandias goes into uh, a computer system in the library. And they're talking about the events of what's going on. And they kind of catch up. And they're like, hey, you know, uh, maybe Dr. Manhattan is here. He's going under a different alias. or And then they start seeing things like... Uh, superhumans and they're like maybe dr manhattan uh caused superhumans and they're like well is he one of the superhumans and uh, they figure out that there's two connections to superhumans that they need to look into this guy named lex luthor and bruce wayne so R rorschach decides to go visit mr wayne at wayne manor and ozymandias decides to go to lex luthor so you know this is going to be awesome no matter what so adrian veit going to see lex luthor and Rorschach going to Bruce Wayne. What could possibly go wrong with Rorschach going to Wayne Manor? Now, you see, Rorschach goes to Wayne Manor. He sees that Alfred left him lunch, or breakfast and lunch. So Rorschach eats it all. And then he decides to walk around Wayne Manor. And he somehow stumbles onto that there's something under Wayne Manor. He's listening, can't figure out what it is. But he finds the famous clock that has the Batcave entrance behind him. So Rorschach goes down and he ends up in the Batcave. Now, Batman uh, kind of has like this alarm system in the Batcave. It's not like, you remember in... Uh, Batman Forever, where the Riddler and Two-Face end up in the Batcave, and all these alarms go on, and everything suddenly appears. It's like, why would suddenly everything appear in Batman's Batcave, instead of going away and hiding so they don't trash it? But in this case, Bruce has an alarm system, and Rorschach trips it, so he's like, huh, okay, I need to go see what's going on. Now, while that's going on, Lex Luthor ends up going into his office, and he ends up seeing Adrian Veidt, and he's like, who are you and what are you doing here? And he goes, I'm the smartest man on my earth, and you're the smartest man on yours. And Lex is like, okay, you have my attention. So I need to have a moment of your time, Veidt is telling him. And he goes, okay, uh, what do you need me for? And uh, we see Marionette and Mime, they're uh, getting ready to break out. So you know that's going to be a great thing when two bad guys from another universe are loose in Gotham City. And uh, Veidt is talking about how he spent years devising a plan that he would unite countries and peoples at a cost. So then Lex Luthor is just like, let me see if I understand you correctly. You dissected a psychic's brain, enlisted the moral bankrupt minds of artists and writers from the likes of Hollywood and comic books, and created an alien invader that murdered three million people to unite your world. He goes, yeah. And he goes, and you're surprised that humanity hasn't stayed united? If you're the smartest man on your planet, I'd hate to meet the dumbest. So Lex is already being really cocky with Adrian. Now while that's going on, we see Rorschach is in the Batcave. He's looking at Bruce's uh, through everything Bruce has, the uh, Batman costumes, uh, everything that's going on. And uh, we go back to LexCorp, and somebody starts shooting at Vite and Lex Luthor. 
And he goes, last time you came at me, I was confused, says the shadowy figure, drunk. And Vite goes, impossible. The next page is pretty damn awesome because half of it is Rorschach meeting Batman. Batman goes, you ate my breakfast. He goes, yeah, I did. Marionette and Mime break out of their uh, their prison in the uh, helicopter, or an Archie, as you want to call it. And the shadowy figure steps out from shooting Vite, and it's the comedian. And he says, this time I'm ready for you. The comedian is alive. How is that possible? Stuff's just getting really weird here. So we get to issue three, which is going to conclude this week's episode. And a uh, comedian relives in his mind the events from the way things happened in Watchmen. Uh, Vite had just kicked the crap out of him, threw him out the window, and killed him. But things change. Something happened. We see him fall. The comedian fall, but he doesn't land, and everything went to darkness. And all of a sudden, comedian wakes up in water, comes up, gets air and everything, and he's in Gotham City. And he comes up on shore, and he's coughing and everything, and Dr. Manhattan comes up behind him and goes, Hello, Blake. And he goes, Wait, Doc? So that's all you get to see. So comedian kind of shot Lex Luthor in a weird place, but he's he's bleeding out. It's unconscious. So uh, Blake is just saying, I wish I could see a camera, the stupid look on your face right now. So they pick up their fight again, and it kind of mirrors the fight from Watchmen. But this time, Blake gets the upper hand. He shoots the glass in Lex Luthor's office window and everything, and uh, he ends up ricocheting a, a, a bullet, and it hits Adrian, so he's kind of got some blood on his face. And uh, Comedian says... Death changes a man, so what now? Nowhere to go, Ozzy? And he pushes Ozymandias out the window this time. Ozzy is a little bit more agile than Blake was, so he kind of tries to just, like, pivot off of uh, rooftops and everything, trying to land, because, you know, he's a superhero and everything. And he tries to land gracefully, doesn't get there. Uh, he ends up crashing onto the ground after hitting some canvas and everything, knocked unconscious. And Comedian looks up and he goes, well, crap. And Batman, we go back to the Batcave. Batman goes, you shouldn't be here. You're trespassing in a very dangerous place. And he says, Bruce Wayne, you wear a mask too. Bruce goes, yours keeps changing. And he goes, I'm not the enemy. I'm Rorschach. I came here to talk to you. And uh, he goes, okay, I have something that will explain everything. Uh, and he hands him Kovac's journal. Please read it. So this guy, Rorschach, has the original Rorschach's journal. So that might, might be what happens and how they figure it out. So he hands him his journal and says, read. So Marionette and Mime are looking through uh, the amusement park that they're in. But it's the Joker's old hideout. So they're like, huh, this Joker guy, maybe we need to find this guy too. And maybe he can help us. Get, take out Vite. But they notice that they're not anywhere near where they think they are. We need to find who we are and where we're at. And we go back to the Batcave. Uh, Rorschach's pacing back and forth. He goes, where are, did you finish reading it? He goes, I'm only on page four. So you need to go upstairs, tell Alfred he needs some rest in a shower. And he goes, uh, you need to go cl get cleaned up and everything. We go to the retirement home. We saw, see a very familiar old guy that's in a retirement home, Johnny Thunder, and he's waiting for his granddaughter and her son to come take him out of there. I'm not sure what's going on with that. And we see him just staring out a window, kind of th uh, looking back at the events of his life. We go back to Wayne Manor. Rorschach uh, is in a room by himself. Alfred says, uh, go, you know, this room has a bathroom and everything. I'll bring you some food. And he goes, make yourself at home. So the door closes. And he takes off the Rorschach mask. 
and it's a young kid like a mid-twenties I'd say kid so it's definitely not Rorschach so you're still going who the heck is this guy so this guy he's in the shower and he's like plagued by these memories and he's not sure what's going on and he just he seems very frustrated with himself but you don't know exactly why and uh, Mime and Marionette walk into a bar and they're trying to have a drink and they're in their costumes so the, guy, the guys in the in the bar think that it's the Joker. And they're like, hey, do you work for the Joker? And they're like, no, we don't know who the Joker is, but we need to find out who he is. So they're like, huh, we need to go find this Joker. And like, oh, that's just the last thing that these guys need to do is find the Joker. And we see, we go back to the memories of this guy who's been next to Rorschach. He's behind the wheel of a car, and all of a sudden, it, we see, now, if you've watched Watchmen or seen the car uh, he sees the very familiar blue explosion that taken out by the original fight he saw. Now, he's pushed back by it, and he's suddenly woken up from, like, a bad dream. And Bruce wakes him up and says, You've been asleep for 24 hours. I read your book. And he says, I know where Dr. Manhattan is. Oh, that's interesting. You gotta come with me. So they go to Arkham Asylum. He goes, He's right in here. So the door opens, and Rorschach goes, Dr. Manhattan, uh, we need to talk. Batman closes the door and he goes, okay, I'm sorry, but this is where you belong. And he goes, no, I'm going to kill you for this. Cut your eyes out. He goes, uh, I apologize. Open the door. And Batman just takes off and leaves. So that's where we're going to leave it for this week. It's a lot going on, and I promise you, it's a lot more.